listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on our show, Our Constitution. I have a very special guest on today. He's a, a good friend. I've known him for a number of years, worked with him in some veterans' issues, and his name is Jess Johnson. He's a former master sergeant with 25 years service, and he's included, he's won a number of awards. He was a medic in Vietnam, and he is a successful businessman now. But the thing we're going to talk about today is in conjunction with an article I wrote, posted on my blog, just the other night at uh, www.michaelconnellacelly.jigsy.com. And that I talked about the VA canceling Christmas. And I found out about this from uh, friends of mine who are in the Dallas area, and that's where Jess is. And Jess, 21 years ago, he and his wife Peggy started a remarkable organization called Vet to Vet. And I'm going to have him talk about that in a minute. But Jess, thanks for coming on today. Why don't you give my listening audience a little more background about yourself? Sure, Michael. Uh I was a medic in Vietnam with the 101st Airborne Division, uh, a line medic, not a rear medic. Uh, so you're a medic when somebody's shot, and the rest of the time you're Ford observer or infantry. And when I came back from Vietnam, I went through the Special Forces program, and I was a Special Forces weapons instructor for the next 25 years. I did a total of 30, 1969 to 1999. Uh, and today uh, we have resolved post-traumatic stress disorder, and we've set up a company called Walker Walsh. And walkerwalsh.com is uh, a facility where these veterans can go to buy essential oils that will help them sleep eight hours. So, uh, and it's a it's very, very interesting and very old recipe. They, this is not new. The essential oils have been around for 5,000 years. In fact, the expertise has died off and how to use those oils and the combinations of oils. And there are about 215 recipes on the inside of one of the pyramids uh, in hieroglyphics. So we've had those translated, and then we've also had oil recipes translated from ancient Greeks, and I've replicated them. And they work exceptionally well, as they did four or 5,000 years ago. So that's what we're doing right now. How can uh, veterans who are interested in learning more about this, do you have a website? I do. It's called Walker Walsh, W-A-L-K-E-R-W-A-L-S-H, which is one word, dot com. Well, veterans can contact you to get help with essential oils. And <laughs> yeah, and the reason, the reason I'm, I'm doing that, Michael, is because if, and I'm finding that most veterans that go to the VA hospital are over-medicated. They're taking 13 or 14 medicines. And the, the reality of that, if you'd research that, is you'll have kidney failure or you'll have liver failure in a number of years. So, by well, using, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that by using organic and pure oils like I'm describing to you, you don't have those problems. You can take a look at what frankincense does for the body. And, you know, the, the three wise men gave Christ frankincense, myrrh, and gold. 
he, they could have given him lemons. Why would they have given him frankincense? Frankincense then was more valuable than gold, and, and it's expensive today. But what it does for people is more than amazing. And we will be distilling oil, we'll be distilling frankincense physically here in Dallas in about two months so I can reduce the price for my veterans. Fantastic. Well, you know, I've, I've talked on this show before and written articles about the fact that I have talked to a naval performing Navy psychiatrist and I've talked to an expert on uh, drugs that are being given to veterans to combat PTSD and depression, etc. And it's interesting you mentioned them being over-medicated because these guys have told me that they think that this is the cause of a lot of the suicides that are going on. And I know there have been several suicides right at the VA hospital in, in Dallas over the last couple of years. Do you agree that that may be part of the problem here? Well, you can you can research the medicines, and it will tell you one of the side effects of suicide. That's, this is not new. I'm just saying that if you've got five and a half million people that have gone to war in Afghanistan and Iraq, and Iraq is now going on 15 years at war, the question is, is, how do we assist the, the roughly 2 million people that have from 1% to 100% disability or 1% to 100% post-traumatic stress? Mm-hmm. How do you help them? Because I have been through all of those. I had post-traumatic stress disorder for 45 years, and I'm up from 3 to 5 in the morning, and all I've done for the last 45 years is read. I was able to put dots together um, with both frankincense and lavender as I started talking to experts, because there are experts in this, and discovered that I was that the first night there was no difference. The second night, as I applied these oils, I had four hours sleep. The third night, I was sleeping eight hours, and that's the new normal to me. I sleep eight hours a night, and I don't get up. And that's the first time that's happened since my platoon actually had action at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning in Vietnam in the jungle. And it is a life-changing event to sleep eight hours. It changes every aspect of life, all perceptions, all interpersonal relationships. It changes everything. But when I resolve to sleep for myself and you wake up, you still, you're still having problems with anger and rage, depression or anxiety, and focus. Because when you're talking to a veteran, he might talk to you for five or six minutes, but then after that he's going he's gonna to drift back to whatever that event was that he keeps playing in his head 24 hours, seven days a week when his best friend died in the Hummer in front of him. Uh, the I, I actually recreated an oil from Alexander the Great that, that gave us the six oils that you blend for the daytime oil, but they did not give you the percentages that you need, and that's what I've been experimenting with. And um, it, it works for everybody that I've worked with, but this is, what, this is a very interesting side note. My partner has a, has a daughter who is a certified genius. She's 11 years old. She already has her first patent. But, but the problem is, is she had uh, attention deficit syndrome, and when I applied the daytime oil to her, the next day she was able to do her, do her schoolwork six hours. 
without daydreaming. That's amazing. It is amazing. And keep in mind that these, these recipes are ancient. This is not something I'm coming up I'm coming up with now on my own. I'm just able to resolve the problems of post-traumatic stress, post-sleeping in daytime, which means a man will still have a residual of post-traumatic stress, but he'll be able to keep a job. He'll be able to focus on work. He'll feel a little bit optimistic. He will be grounded and stable. And the peaks and valleys of the post-traumatic stress are removed where you have a stable relationship with both your family and, and employer. You go, you go home at night, you go to sleep eight hours, you get up in the morning, and you're ready to go to work. Life really, really changes. You can go to the little girl soccer game that, that men don't like to. You can go to sporting events, um, watching a basketball game if they don't like to do that. Uh, many things change, and I've seen it over and over again with these oils and these applications. So my life's passion now is to take these men but the way I would resolve it is an analogy is they're shackled in a cement cell and there's no light. And with these oils and the proper direction, you unshackle them and you give them the opportunity to get back into life to the best of their ability, but tremendously improve without having to worry about the medicines you're taking that change your personality and your perceptions. Well, <clears throat> anybody out there listening who is a veteran and or knows somebody who's a veteran, has a family member or friend who is suffering from PTSD, you need to contact Jess. You need to look at this website and give it to us again, Jess. How can they get a hold of you? Okay. I've got my, the website that I have for the essential oils is Walker. W-A-L-K-E-R, Walsh, W-A-L-S-H, dot com. Now, I have another website that I use for vet to vet and that was vet-to-vet-usa.com. It's all one word, vet to vet com. That yep. is a way that you can actually make contact if you wanted to send me an email. I mean, you can have my phone number. I will help any veteran, and that's just the medical mentality, the medic mentality that I have. That's never changed. Uh, there's, there are so many right ways to do this, and all we want to do is give these guys an opportunity to be successful. We have a 28.6% unemployment rate for veterans, which is more than half of the national. And it's, it's just historic that when a war is over, Disabled veterans are kicked to the side of the street. Help yourselves. Or what will happen is a population, say, Vietnam veterans. If you have 70% of the Vietnam veterans that have died, when that number approaches 75, all of a sudden the Veterans Administration really wants to help what's left. So, and, and again, you have, they say that they're resolving 2 million claims. Even if they did resolve, Two million claims. They don't have the money to pay for it because half the budget is entitlement. You, you know, you know the story of of the veterans that were dying in California when they would take the information for a sixty year old who had some sort of a cancer, but that value might have been a million dollars to work with him. 
and they would erase his record, and he would die waiting for someone to talk to. And you, and I'm not going to tell you the answer. You need to look at how many veterans have died waiting to visit with the doctor, because it is astounding. Yeah, it's over three hundred thousand. Was the last figure I saw, and uh, that's if you look. And I did the research here. If you look at the number of men and women, military men and women who died during the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, the War on Terror, the Grenada, everything all in between, it's one third of the number of people that have been killed essentially by the VA. By no, the I absolutely agree. And keep in mind that the United States lost 360,000 uh, military personnel in four wars during World War II. You probably, and I know this number is changing, during the Civil War you lost almost 780,000 on both sides. And I'm saying that the problem of our, our government not responding to our veterans' needs is unacceptable. Okay, we got to take our first break here, Jess, and we'll be back in a minute. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards right here every Thursday morning at 9 with me, your hostess, Pat Rulo. Or listen to my podcasts at americaswebradio.com. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, yes, uh, you know, you're talking about the PTSD and you're talking about the essential oils, and this is something that, again, I need to stress to my listeners out there. And we have a lot of people listening to this show on America's Web Radio and also the Dallas area on Leading Edge Radio. And uh, so people need to contact you to find out more about this if they or a loved one or a friend have PTSD. 
Now, tell me about Vet to Vet. When did you form that organization? I, start, I started Vet to Vet in 1994. My wife told me that, you know, Jess, you need to go to the VA. And I thought, you know, check into a psychiatric shelter or something, but that's not what she meant. What she meant was go see if you can volunteer at the VA because it might have a dual effect that a veteran helping a veteran might help you in reference to your post-traumatic stress because I had I had a tough I had a tough problem uh, and I understand why men will drink alcohol or mix with drugs because this event consumes the rest of your life. All you do is think about that. Can't keep your job. You're, you're doing drugs and alcohol because all you want to do is have five hours of uninterrupted rest without having that dream. The VA and their ability to fix people obviously is not working when you have an admitted 26 people, 26 soldiers, men and women, that are killing themselves to suicide each day today. But that is a misnomer because New York and California do not recognize that as a suicide, which means the number is inconsistent with the real number of people that are killing themselves. And then on top of that, they only accept that these other states will only accept it if you have a suicide note. The number could be 50 a day. Our objective is if the VA is not going to help us fix this, it's every man and woman who has or knows someone that has been a veteran to help them. It means the American people have to help the veterans. And this is why I started Vet to Vet. Vet to Vet started with 24 hamburgers from a local hamburger facility called Snuffers. And then um, I went to, uh, I had actually had 25 hamburgers that I bought there. And I also purchased 25 coffee thermoses from Ace Hardware, True Value Hardware. Elliot's Hardware is the exact name of the facility. So um, my little boy was four years old, my little girl was nine, and my wife, Peggy. We all went over to the VA to the transitional care unit. We passed out the 25 hamburgers, and we passed out the coffee thermoses on Christmas Eve, and we have now done our job until we were leaving. And a man came up to me and said, you know, um, we're very excited about our hamburgers and our coffee thermoses, all the rest of us. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's A-wing and B-wing, and we're all waiting. I said, how many people is that? He goes, about 326. And I said, I've just passed out 25 hamburgers, and I thought I was done. Well, anyway, the bottom line was I went back. I had a friend of mine, uh, Charlie Bond, who owns this Elliott's Hardware, and I bought the rest of his coffee thermoses. We couldn't get hamburgers, but everybody got a coffee thermos. So you fast forward to last year, and we fed approximately 3,200 people, and we probably gave out about 10,000 Christmas gifts. And when I say that, it's not like toys. I mean, it would be a, a jacket, a watch cap, and gloves. Or it could be insulated underwear. It could be... Uh, sweatshirts and sweat, sweatpants, diab diabetic socks, warm socks, uh, just a number of things, but they're, they're, they're given three gifts, and they can pick out. And that's what we're doing uh, 
in Bonham on the 22nd at 11 o'clock, and the Dallas VA will pass out clothing uh, on the 23rd at 11, and then on the 24th, New Christmas Eve, I'm going to drive down to Waco, and I don't ask anybody to go. Usually it's my wife and my, my son and uh, maybe one or two other veterans, and we'll give out clothes there. I have been feeding them up to last year. And what happened was, when I was there, this is two, you can go back two years ago, uh, I was told in no uncertain terms, can I say a prayer? Can I pass out a Bible? We are not permitted to sing songs, carols, Christmas carols. And if you do, we're going to throw you out. And I said, fine. So this is what I did. I said, ladies and gentlemen, please take off your caps. And I said a prayer anyway. And I passed out Bibles anyway. And the Boy Scouts and their band played Christmas songs because I didn't care. No one's going to tell me with the freedom of religion that I'm not permitted to pass out a Bible, say a prayer, invoke the name of Jesus Christ. No one. Well... What happened was last year they said the same thing to me, and I still said it. Now, I want you to know I've been feeding these guys for 20 years. The Dallas VA said that I was responsible for 12 people and a problem with the food that I had because they had diarrhea. And they called the Dallas County Health Department on me. So I said, fine. I am not going to go to the extent of trying to feed everybody in a hospital because it takes me three months to put that together, and the cost is probably $30,000 a hospital. So this year, I'm going to give out the clothes. I'll give out the clothing. I'm still going to pass out a Bible. I'm still going to say a prayer. And um, if this is the last year, so be it. Well, did you ever... Did you ever actually yeah. talk to any, any veteran who got sick as a result of the food? Because this is how, let me yeah. explain my audience, this is how I got involved uh, with Jess and Vet to Vet a few years back when I was the uh, post commander of Post 597 of the American Legion in Carrollton, Texas. And I was invited to a fundraiser for these guys. And I found out then uh, from Jess and, and others that, that what they were doing and how much food they were providing. They were gathering this food up. They were getting donations. They held a uh, fundraiser, several fundraisers every year, and uh, including uh, silent auctions and this sort of thing, which I always try to participate in. And so you provide all this food. You get it fixed. You've been doing this for 21 years, and now all of a sudden, after they tell you to stop saying prayers and to stop handing out Bibles, all of a sudden they claim that 12 people got diarrhea as a result of the food. It, was there any, any confirmation left? No, never had any confirmation, number one. And then the the, uh, the representative, I mean, they're calling me on Christmas Eve. Okay, Christmas, uh, it's like the 23rd, because they would have found out about it. Then the, t- the next day, I think it was within two hours of, of us finishing, the 23rd they called me and said, well, we've given out diaries to these people, and no one has turned in their diary And and in reference to, I got sick at this time, I ate this, this is what happened. I never saw any of that. So uh, about two hours later, a doctor called me and said, "Um, 
we don't have any of the diaries, so we're just going to stop this investigation. But they still turn you over to the uh, Dallas exactly. Health Department. Exactly. Exactly. So basically, what I'm saying in my article, again, people can <clears throat> look at the article called BA Cancels Christmas at my website, Michael Connolly, C O N N E L L Y dot com. Basically, what the VA is doing, and I need to tell me or tell my listening audience about happening in other parts of the country, but basically what they're doing is they're canceling Christmas. Isn't it true that a lot of these guys that you bring food to and presents to don't have any family and therefore will have no Christmas at all without you? Correct. That is absolutely right. They're, they're in, a, in, a, in a bed. Usually, For instance, last year uh, I was in Temple, Texas, and they found a man who had, who had, had too much alcohol. And when he checked in, this is in January, he walks in in a T-shirt uh, without the sleeves, a, a sleeveless T-shirt, boxers, and flip-flops. And he says, I have nothing. So we took care of him. The only thing I couldn't help him with was shoes, and the VA usually will, will provide shoes that are Velcro types. Uh, but we were able to help him. He has nothing. Uh, up in the bottom facility, they check in, and each VA has a different specialty, which I didn't know until many, many years later. Uh, it's an Agent Orange terminal facility where men and women go to die of the problems that they have, the post-traumatic stress. This is up in bottom. They go in with nothing. And I saw a man there, I saw a man there who has his arms and legs, he's a good-looking guy, he's probably in the late 40s. And this is the very first time I started doing the vet-to-vet program up in Bonham about 15 years ago, and I asked him straight up, I said, what are you doing here? You have your arms and your legs, you look like you're fine, what are you doing here? He goes, well, um, last year my wife died of cancer, and I used all the money that I had. And then my 19-year-old son died of an overdose of heroin, and I just couldn't keep it together. And then I understood, besides the post-traumatic stress that he had. These people, I don't believe, would like to be in a VA hospital. It's just sometimes every six months or every four months, the domiciliaries at the homeless facility uh, there's a program for veterans, and they'll attempt to teach you an, a job, some sort of a position, and they will clothe you, kind of, and they'll feed you three times a day, and they provide dental, and they'll, and they'll provide glasses, but when it's up, and it could be the first week of January, you're out with whatever clothing you have on your back. That's why I decided to get warm clothing. And in Texas, thank God, it's not like a New York winter. Our winters are mild winters compared to other parts of the country. So the jackets that they have will last them five or six months. Well, you know, when I was from the American Legion, we used to make periodic visits to the VA, and we would go on Easter time, and we'd go around Christmas, and we would go on Veterans Day. 
around Veterans Day to see the veterans there at the Dallas Hospital. And one of the things, some of the things that we always gathered up to take were things like toothpaste, toothbrushes, coffee, uh, sugar, creamer, and even soap. And I was amazed that we have veterans sitting in these VA hospitals, and unlike a regular hospital where they're given all these items if you check into a hospital, they don't get them. The only way they get them is if they have family members or if we bring them to them if they don't. And we need to take our second break here. We'll be back in just a minute. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So just basically what's happening to you, as I understand it then, is that the VA is trying to shut down your program to help veterans because it's politically incorrect in their eyes? That is correct. That's right. It's politically incorrect. But we have the freedom of religion. It's a constitutional right. And there was a lawsuit that the VA lost that all of a sudden they are not permitted to be doing what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway. I think what happens is we have to push back. They push us, we have to push back. And if you have to take that document with you to show whomever is saying that to, that's what I'll probably do in the next week. I'll, I'll bring a copy of that lawsuit and show it to them. So you're about a lawsuit? No, I'm not going to file a lawsuit. There's already a lawsuit that has been that has happened, and the VA lost. Right, that was that was the one involving the VA's uh, cemetery in Houston, wasn't it? No, that was a different one. That was a woman uh, that was in charge of the federal uh, the federal cemetery there in Houston, 
attempting to say that they could not use the name of Jesus Christ or pray, and she was corrected by a lawsuit. She lost. Can't do that anymore. But that then becomes a precedent that I'm not sure. They said, well, that was Houston. That's not here. It doesn't mean it's, it's system-wide. It's specific to the lawsuit. Well, there are several things that we will do, the United States Justice Foundation, that we're prepared to do to to assist you guys, and what we need to do is talk about that uh, sometime later tonight after the show, or anytime you feel like you want have time to call me, and because I'd like to go in with a Freedom of Information Act request, because we've done that to the VA before, they've on veterans issues, they've refused to respond, we've sued them and we won, and I'd like to get more information about this, about the lawsuit, about what the law is, and about what the rules and regulations are, because You've told me, and I've heard from other sources, that this is happening all over the country. In fact, I believe it's in Virginia where a VA hospital uh, or other VA hospitals around the country don't even allow Christmas trees. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, that was in that was in Salem, Virginia. And what happened was the, the veterans started putting it up. They were told they cannot until they went to the television, uh, to television, the local news station, and they reversed their position very, very quickly as well as, believe it or not, covering up Christian Christian symbols. It is just unbelievable, and it's now time to stop this and turn it around, and the only way that's going to happen is pushing back. That's how this stops. Well, they're, they're even shutting down, not necessarily shutting down, but taking the chapels in the VA hospitals, as I understand it, and turning them into some non-denominational uh, situation that uh, where they take down or cover up the crosses, or they cover up the uh, anything involving religion, unless of course it's probably Muslim. They probably don't do that. But is right. is that happening in the chapels? It is. It sure is. But what what I'm saying is, is there are a lot of very very intelligent people, and. The greatest generation gave us this country in 50 years of, of tremendous growth and, and prosperity. And when you have the problems you're having now, um, there you have to take a stand. You can't just, oh, okay, that's fine. You, know, you have to take a stand to protect veterans' rights. And if it's a lawsuit, then it's a lawsuit because you've got the Constitution on your side. Absolutely, but you know that's that's something that the our government chooses to forget about is the Constitution because we have freedom of religion, and what they're doing to you is obviously a violation of freedom of religion. I mean, if a a veteran wants to ask you for a Bible, you've been told that you can't give it to him. Is that correct? You cannot you cannot pass out Bibles. Period. Whether he asks me for one or not, and this is. In all the VA hospitals that you service in, in Texas, the the one the specific one was Dallas. Yeah, I've heard a lot. Dallas, besides Houston, is two biggest hospitals in, in the state. San Antonio is very big, but that's because of the number of veterans that have decided to live there. You know, it's a very large center for veterans. Dallas is a very large center for veterans. Houston is, but veterans represent approximately 27 million men and women in the United States today from all wars, 
as well as era, peacetime. 27 million. That is a significant group of people. Well, I keep telling my listeners that's one reason that the federal government and the VA in particular, and we've, we've uncovered uh, through the United States Justice Foundation Freedom of Information Act request, we've uncovered involvement of BATF, Department of Homeland Security, FBI, and other organizations trying to disarm our veterans. And this is, this is something that is a continuing problem. It's something that we're representing veterans around the country on an individual basis. And if you're a veteran out there, and you have been denied your Second Amendment rights, or you've gotten a letter saying that because of your mental physical disabilities, and what they include as mental disabilities is minor PTSD, depression of any kind, any at any time in your life, uh, letting your spouses pay the family bills, or a case right here in, in Canton, Texas, uh, where we're, we're working on, we have a veteran, and we have uh, others around the country who had this happen, have veterans who have been, and I've got this in writing from the VA, they have been declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs and denied their right to own firearms because they let the bank pay their bills automatically every month out of their checking accounts. Correct. Correct. And, you know, this, this is just incredible to me. So if you're a veteran out there, contact me directly at Michael, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Michael at USJF, the United States Justice Foundation, USJF Mail. Dot net, and we will will help you. We're not charging families or you or your families anything for this. We will assist you in preparing appeals. We will assist you in doing whatever needs to be done. And the same goes for you and your organization. Just so, you know, we will help in any way that we can. Now, let's talk a little bit about this Veterans Choice Program, and that, yeah. that was a law passed by Congress. As uh, a result of, for example, 40 people at least, and I think it, the figures I've gotten is more than 200 people died at the Phoenix, Arizona VA facility waiting for treatment. And that, uh, But as a result of that, Congress passed this law saying that if you don't have a VA facility within 40 miles of your home, you can get treatment locally and the VA will pay for it. Now, that is apparently turned out to be a lie because I've been contacted by a number of veterans who are saying things like one veteran in one case has cancer. He's supposed to be getting chemotherapy. He lives over 100 miles away from a VA hospital that could give him the chemotherapy. He tried to get it locally, and the VA refused to pay for it on the grounds that there was a VA facility within 40 miles of him, and that VA facility was a dental clinic. Well, obviously, they don't do chemo at dental clinics. Uh, I have another veteran who's contacted me that said that uh, he lives over 40 miles away from the VA facility where he get treatment for heart problems, but they're telling him they're not going to pay for it locally because there is a VA office within 40 miles of him that will schedule appointments for him at a VA hospital over 100 miles away. So are you hearing anything about all this? You know what was interesting? They initially will ask if you have private health insurance. And what I found out was if they are treating you for something other than service-connected damage, service-connected wounds, they will bill your health insurance, just like you would with any physician. 
And I'm not saying, as a matter of fact, when I saw some of the numbers that they were billing, it looked to me as if it was tremendously overpriced that they were billing for, which offsets the budget that they have at about $136 billion. Then you have the situation with the new facility in Colorado that is having a tremendous amount of overrun costs that someone had the audacity to say, if you don't finish this hospital, then there's going to be a shortage of money for veterans' needs. The other thing that happens is, is do you have any idea how much some of these directors make at these hospitals, what their salaries are with bonuses? No, I've, I've heard it's a tremendous amount, though. Three hundred dollars or $400,000 a year. And what happens is, and this is what you have to think about, these men that died and these women that died had to do with an attempt to reduce the cost of medical billing that would show a bonus for the director of the hospital. If they could show that they're reducing costs at the expense of disabled veterans, the man would get a bonus. And the VA gave out something like $27 million in bonuses. And it's probably low. But keep in mind, 156 hospitals in the United States, you should take a look at who's number one and who's number 156. And that's, that's a, I know the answer, but you can take a look at it and, and begin to educate yourself with the problem that veterans are having uh, with the current administration and our VA. Well, I don't remember the actual figure, but uh, it was millions and millions that the millions of dollars that was spent by the VA on things like solar energy for some of the hospitals and solar lights at the cemeteries, national cemeteries, millions of dollars were spent on that. The figure that I, I heard was that they could have hired 2,100 additional medical personnel to treat the veterans if they had used the money for the veterans instead of the uh, climate change nonsense that, that Obama keeps espousing. Did you hear anything about that, Jess? Yeah, yeah, that was one. The other thing is, is they have permitted 35% of their medical, mental professionals, the psychologists and such, psychiatrists and nurse practitioners, to quit, and they have not replaced them. So there's a shortage of personnel then at the VA hospitals, and those that are there, <clears throat> particularly your major staff members, your directors, are making a whole lot of money off our veterans. And they are. And the, and the problem is, is when a, when a soldier, and I'll, that's specific to me, has a post-traumatic stress problem, how can he explain his experiences to someone who has not been through it? There's no way they're going to understand. You can't explain experience. Right, exactly. But people but, that, are, that, are, that are treating our veterans do not have any idea of the problems they've gone through. Plus, you have, I don't know, it's just a number of divorces. The divorce rate is 80 or 90% for veterans one time, and many We need a final, final break here, Jess. We'll be back with you in just a minute. Okay. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, 
taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government as well as those involved in legal cases have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, just where, where are you going now with the vet to vet organization? I understand you're going to fight uh, the VA regulations. And uh, so what, what are your plans for this Christmas, for example? What are you going to be able well, to do? And- yeah, well, we have, we have coats and hats and everything. Uh, and we're, as a matter of fact, Saturday I'm going to be sorting it with a couple of my friends couple of Boy Scouts, and what we'll do is we'll set up the bottom Dallas and Waco deliveries on Saturday, and then we take uh, a couple of trucks down to Waco. Waco is a tough facility. Waco is where post-traumatic stress has so overwhelmed the veterans there that some of these men and women will never see the light of day. They don't let them out because they're a danger to themselves and others. And they're heavily medicated. So we'll give uh, gifts to some of the patients that come downstairs. It's usually a four- or five-story facility. And it's just so very interesting, very, very interesting. And we help these guys to the best of our ability. Well, how can people and help I, you? My, my plan is not to change vet-to-vet. I'll continue to give out clothing We'll see if there's a change in administration. Will there be a change in this attempt to write law that they don't have the right to do? They, they are not Congress. They cannot arbitrarily change the First Amendment. They cannot change the freedom of religion. They cannot change that. So what happens is, is if you show them a document and say, I will tell you what's going to happen, we are going to court, and you will lose. And that's just what has to happen now. The United States was based on Christian foundation and fundamentals. 
1776. It is a Christian nation. It is not a Muslim nation. And it is time to stand up for our beliefs. What does it take? Well, particularly when it comes to protecting our veterans. I mean, you know, at least these men and women took the oath of office, the same one you and I took, uh, just to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They wrote that blank check that we wrote, basically, to our government, to the American people, that we will do whatever is necessary. We will give everything up to, including our lives, to protect our freedoms. And now here we are with 27 million veterans, like you say, around the country. The oath doesn't expire. I mean, you know, it doesn't go away when you retire from the military. The oath does not expire. And now these same veterans who took that oath and have a lot of them have given much more than, than any civilian would ever give to this country, they're being told that you no longer have constitutional rights, that we can deny you arbitrarily your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, your Fifth Amendment rights to due process, because that's what's going on with these letters that the VA is sending out to veterans. And, uh, by the way, people don't realize, uh, I don't think, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, but we're working with Senator Charles Grassley's committee, a Senate Judiciary Committee, on the issue of veterans being denied their gun rights. One of the things that they uncovered is, is that of the people who are classified by the FBI on the NICS list, the National Institute of Criminal Background Checklist, as being mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others, 99.3% of those people are veterans. That's yes, over 200,000. That's correct. 99.3%. And like I said, they're on there for, none of them have ever had adjudication, which is required by law, to be declared mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. So it's important for people to assist us, to assist your group, Jess, and to go out and help our veterans. And again, if you're a veteran out there and you need help on any of these issues, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net, and we will uh, see what we can do to help you. And again, there will be no charge. Uh, people can come to usjf.net to donate money to help us in our cause. And if somebody wants to donate money to help out vet to vet, how do they do that, Jess? Uh, we actually have a, the website, which is vet2vetusa.com, and there's a PayPal there that works very, very well. The reason I started, my partner and I started, uh, Walker Walsh, I'm not, I won't give you his name, but this gentleman uh, was an uh, Air Force graduate, uh, flew 4,000 hours helicopter time, and uh, fought in the Philippines against the New People's Army, was shot down. Now, not only was he damaged when he hit, but to give you the determination of this man, he went on to get an MBA from Oxford and a law degree from SMU. And that is that is the representation of what I think our veterans are. You have to keep a look. You have to look at the demographics. In 1945, you had you had approximately 16 percent of the population that had been in the military under arms. In Vietnam, 
it might have been 25 to 3% because of the draft. Today, because of the professional military, it is 0.6%, which means no one understands the culture and, and what it is like to be a veteran today. They do not understand. So and they, they don't understand the assault on the veterans either. I know, see, one of the things that has bothered me working with all these veterans around the country, and this is particularly true of the Dallas area, is there are a lot of young veterans out there who will not go to the VA, even though they may have PTSD and they, they may need some treatment or they may have other uh, injuries or illnesses related to their service in the military. I'm talking Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, for example. They tell me they won't go to the VA because if they go to the VA, they know they're going to be asked questions like, do you own a firearm? That's correct. That's and in some cases, do you have uh, tattoos on your body that... that uh, you know, might be, say, something like, in God we trust, and they consider those uh, to be subversive tattoos. You know, I've heard that from several uh, veterans now. So, as you said, people don't understand the culture of the veterans. They don't understand who we are and why we serve and what it means to be a veteran. But they need to step up and help the veterans, and they need to step up and help your organization and if you know a veteran out there, because you may know a veteran that needs help, but is hesitant to step forward and ask for legal help or uh, help at the VA or something like that, have them contact me because we will help. Jess's group will help. You know, there's a lot that can, that's going on out there that people need to know about. So, you know, we want, just want everybody to know that there is help out there in a number of areas with a number of resources. Absolutely. And, again, as an Army medic, um, any veteran uh, that is damaged, uh, I would consider them uh, very much like someone in my platoon, and I'll do all that I can to help these people. It's just with the, uh, the essential oils, and the blends of the essential oils that are ancient, it is more than amazing in how they help the veteran rest and how they help him sleep and how they help him control anger and how they help him give him the ability to focus. And they don't have the same depression. They feel like they're grounded. These oils do it. And what we're trying to do is get them, get them out to people, understand how they work, how well they work, but at a very... At a, at a very uh, competitive price point because the oils are very difficult to get. Frankincense, right now, Al-Shabaab in the northern part of Somalia uh, will tax these poor men and women trying to make a few dollars selling resin so that you get it to Dubai and, and it's the steam distilled. That's why I'm going to be distilling here in the United States. I can reduce it. It's a half, half an ounce by itself $106. It's very expensive. And, again, 2,000 years ago, it's more expensive than gold. But what it does for the human body is beyond explanation. And I hope people understand that we are here to help veterans that might not know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Ultimately, what I want to do is, is correct these people so we don't have the suicide rates we have. That, that's really what it is. We help veterans. Incremental.
incrementally every day to improve their situation. And I've given so far for 21 years. Give us your website again where people can, can go and find out about these oils and then order. Okay. The, the website for the oils is www.walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, Walsh, W-A-L-S-H.com. Yes, I want to thank you for being on today. Uh, we're about to run out of time. I want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I also want to wish all of our fellow veterans out there a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And, again, if you need help uh, with PTSD issues, uh, contact Jess. If you need help with legal issues, contact me. And everyone try to have a safe and happy Christmas and New Year. Again, Jess, thanks for being on. Looking looking forward to having you on again. You got it. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Healthy. Healthy New Year uh, for the New Year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. You're listening to America's WebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.